power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you just begin to thank God. Just thank him for your life. Thank him for divine protection. Thank him for looking after you from morning through afternoon. It is evening. The Bible says it's by his message that we are not consumed. Just thank God for his grace that is sufficient for you and for his strength that is made perfect even in the times of your weakness just lift up your voice and give him thanks give him thanks give him thanks the lord deserves our thanks he deserves our praise unto him who sits upon the throne and unto the lamb of god be all the glory all the honor all the power forever just lift up your voice and give him glory this evening in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god you want to pray committing yourself into god's hands even as the word is about to come forth you want to pray that the holy spirit himself will open your mind open up your spirit you want to come against every heaviness that is upon you the bible says i'll give you beauty for ashes strength for fear and for the spirit of heaviness the garments of praise you want to pray that you experience a release in your spirit and that the holy spirit will make this word digestible and understandable for you lift up your voice and begin to pray right now in the name of jesus lord we pray for understanding we pray for the heart to receive your word tonight in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god let your word come forth to bring illumination into our lives in the name of jesus shall we pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for tonight thank you for this gathering because it's unto no other name but unto the name of jesus for your word says whatever two or three are gathered in your name you are there in their midst holy spirit we ask that you shall take absolute control as i'm about to speak your word may i not speak of my own accord but may i speak as you grant me utterance by virtue of the fact that i'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of god i take authority in the realm of the spirit and i declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy we declare the hearts and the minds of the people of god sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their father through the word this evening take glory father take glory son take glory holy spirit in jesus most excellent name how we prayed with thanksgiving amen hallelujah oh hallelujah we thank god for tonight we're supposed to have come your way yesterday night but technical difficulties didn't make it possible but i believe everything happens for a purpose amen and tonight as god will have it we have our midweek service and tonight i'm going to bring you the word of god tonight you need to have your notebook and your pen because there'll be a lot to write a lot of references you have to go to make after this teaching hallelujah teachings on the end times can be very tricky and um, sometimes if you don't simplify things you end up confusing people you end up um, leaving people with a lot of controversies in their minds but i'm trusting god that the holy spirit will direct me to make things very simple for you today for you to be able to understand and i'm going to give you a lot of scripture references which i believe you will go to read for yourselves to gain understanding of the subject amen sometimes when it comes to eschatology and things related to the end times there is the temptation to dwell so much on the symbolism um this means that this means that there are a lot of interpretations you can give some will say this represents red horses china somebody i don't know right now china everybody is against china right now but um for me the core message where eschatology is concerned is that at the end of the day are you prepared and are you preparing the people around you that is the central message hallelujah yes and so um this evening even as i'm going to go into the word to bring to you what the scriptures are saying concerning these times the most important question you must ask yourself are you ready are you prepared are you preparing the people that are around you hallelujah tonight i'm going to speak on the subject of 
the, as advertised, is going to be on the judgment and the great tribulation. Um, I'm going to start with the great tribulation. I don't think I can get into judgment today. Um, I'm going to dwell on the great tribulation today. And then hopefully from Sunday, we'll start with the subject of judgment. Even with the judgment, there are different levels. So I don't think I can handle the subject of judgment in one service. So from Sunday, I'm going to start on the subject of judgment. But we are going to talk about the great tribulation today. And in order for it to fit nicely into what we did last week, last week we talked about the rapture. I'm going to give a quick recap. And actually, this is by popular request. So I'm going to do a quick recap of um, last Thursday's sermon or last Thursday's teaching on the rapture. Now, we spoke about the fact that there is going to be a rapture. I mentioned the fact that there are a lot of theories, there are a lot of um, viewpoints where the rapture is concerned. Many Christians believe there will be a rapture. The majority of Christians believe there will be a rapture. There are few who don't believe there will be a rapture. And their reason for not believing there will be a rapture is that they said the word rapture is not in the Bible. But as I said last week, if we are going to go by what is in the Bible and what is not, then we must throw our Bibles away because the word Bible is not in the Bible. Hallelujah. So that argument doesn't hold water. And others believe there is a pre-tribulation rapture. Some believe there is a mid-tribulation rapture. And some believe there is a post-tribulation rapture. And all of them have scriptures that they use to defend the reason why they believe this. And I told you emphatically that I, me personally, I don't know what you chose to believe. I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Hallelujah. One of the key verses when it comes to understanding the events of the end time is Matthew chapter 24. And some of those who pick their argument of a mid-tribulation rapture or even a post-tribulation rapture use Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, this is Jesus himself speaking. And he spoke about a lot of things pertaining to the, to the end times. Um, I'm not going to go through that, but I just want to give you a key to understanding Matthew chapter 24 so that you'll be able to put it into perspective. And it will end a lot of arguments and a lot of uh, misunderstandings. You have to understand, if you start from Matthew chapter 23, you realize that Jesus was talking about the Jews a lot. He was, he was speaking a lot about the Jews. And then he continued into Matthew chapter 24. There are parts of Matthew chapter 24 that is addressed to the Jews. And the ending part is addressed to the church. Hallelujah. Part is addressed to the Jews. The parts that are addressed to the Jews pertain to the period after the rapture because the Jews they don't believe Jesus Christ is Lord if the rapture should happen tomorrow most Jews are not going to go they don't believe Jesus is the son of God hallelujah and so the parts that he was addressing the Jews was in relation to post rapture alright the ending part is when he addresses the church the one he's talking to us you and I hallelujah that is just by the way I just want to give you a key to understanding Matthew chapter 24 he was addressing different groups of people at different points in time. So if you take it all as one, you may misunderstand certain things and think certain things will happen before certain things, etc. Amen. So some believe in a pre-tribulation rapture and I belong to that school of thought. And if you look at how God does his things or how God has done his things throughout scripture, you realize that anytime there was going to be a disaster, God made the effort to take his people out either shield them from it or take them out. A good example is Noah's time. He gave people the chance. Enter the ark. They didn't. And the flood came and took them out. Even Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like every time he tries to give his people the chance to escape. And I don't think that principle has changed. I don't want to go too much into the argument of why a pre-tribulation rapture. But uh, my teaching is going to be based on the premise that we are going to be raptured before the tribulation. So, all that I'm going to teach you about today, I don't plan to be around when it happens. And I believe you will also not be around. Hallelujah. It is our back case, but we need to understand and apprehend and comprehend the subject. Hallelujah. It is indeed our back case because we will not be here when all of these things happen. So there is going to be a rapture 
it is going to be a sudden thing it is going to be a major world event where people will just disappear and i mentioned to you last week that with the rapture it is not your spirit man that is going to leave your body because if that happens the world will be will have too many dead bodies to deal with even with the small COVID, countries that have 20,000 people dead can't find space to bury them can you imagine billions of people i'm praying to god that it will be billions of people it won't just be a few people hanging in the air the, the, the skies must be covered with you and i having a mid-air reunion with our friends who have passed on with our, our, our loved ones who have passed on in the lord a mid-air reunion hallelujah and those of us who are alive the bible said the dead in christ shall rise first and then those of us who are alive we shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye what is the change this your body will be changed into a glorified body you can't meet the lord with this flesh it will be changed into a glorified body hallelujah so that rapture is going to occur and immediately after the rapture occurs and the church has been taken then a personality called the antichrist will be revealed you see while we are here on earth we are too powerful we are too strong our prayers are too strong for him to be able to operate effectively while here on earth so you can imagine a situation where there's no prayer meeting anywhere nobody is like no church anywhere those who were really really christians are gone those who are left behind are those who either didn't believe in christ or they were unbelieving believers it's like they believe but they don't believe you know that some people they, they appreciate christ you won't go <laughs> it is not enough to appreciate christ. oh he was a good man he says that's a good man that's a, so. i watched a film somebody saw a picture of jesus oh, oh nice guy nice guy that is not enough hallelujah i'll come to what the requirements are to be raptured and it's a very 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 simple thing it's a very 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 simple. in fact god is good our god is too good he he, he made it so simple so it, sometimes it's so simple that we we think it can't be so because it's too simple and it's simple because all the hard work was done by one person that is jesus christ hallelujah and 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 you need to be part of the rapture because the things that will happen after the church is gone will be serious so after the rapture then we'll have the revelation of the so now i'm entering into the tribulation part of the whole thing now let's read matthew chapter 24 verse 21 matthew chapter 24 verse 21 the same matthew chapter 24 verse 21 matthew chapter 24 verse 21 so the bible is saying here and this is jesus speaking it says for then shall be great tribulation everybody say great tribulation this is what distinguishes this tribulation from all other forms of tribulation it will be great some of those who don't believe in this whole tribulation thing and some of those who believe christians will be part of the tribulation believe so because there are scriptures that talk about the fact that christians will face tribulation will face persecution and they, they are they think it is this one but this one is the great tribulation hallelujah the first century christians they experienced tribulation they were killed all sorts of things happened so? but that is small compared to what is about to happen that is why jesus in his own words has described this as the great tribulation so he said there a great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no nor ever shall be that means this one is unique we haven't seen it before if you think we've seen tribulation on earth if we think we've seen persecution on earth this one will be the mother the father the grandmother grandfather of all tribulations hallelujah and the reason why it's going to be severe is that the restricting force which is the church on earth will not be there so it's like free course for evil to reign for evil to have dominion for evil to 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 flourish those will be very 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 dark times 
So Jesus calls it the great tribulation. The great tribulation. And more insight into the great tribulation is given in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. I'm not going to read all of it. 2 Thessalonians, just write it down. Go and read it later. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. And it is dedicated to talking about this personality that will be revealed during the time of the great tribulation called the antichrist i told you when i was preaching about the rapture that the muslims also believe there's a personality that is going to come called the mahdi you can listen to that sermon and their characteristics are very 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 similar like will reign seven years all sorts of things it could be the same personality it could be different i'm just pointing out the similarities in the two all right so the bible talks about this personality and he's referred to as the son of perdition the lawless one this is a very wicked character who will emerge as a global leader who emerge as a global leader so this is somebody who will come and he will seem to have all the solutions to the world's problems the biggest problem in the world right now is the middle east conflict I mean, since I was born, there, there has never been peace in the Middle East. Every time, there's a, if it's not Iraq, it's Iran. It's that, that every time there's something between them and the Israelis. People, leaders have tried to broker peace, all sorts of things. They did what they called the Camp David Accord. All sorts of agreements have been signed. Yet, there's no peace. There are countries in the Middle East right now who want to wipe israel off the face of the earth if they had a chance tomorrow israel will not exist they've tried it before but god has always protected them there was a time the neighbors of israel came together to decided to wipe off israel like if you have about six nations that have put all their armies together and they decided to israel is a tiny country six million people surrounded by countries with tens and millions of people but there's something that just preserves them there's a certain hand that is just upon those people why wouldn't they just accept jesus christ and be free i don't understand them they ganged up and even before they could strike israel just i mean was it six or seven days six days they they, they finished all of those people this tiny country in the midst of enemies so the middle east has always been a hot spot when it comes to conflicts in the world and this man will come and seem to offer a solution broker a peace deal his reign is going to be seven years the first three and a half years will seem to be peaceful everything will seem to be fine but his real colors and real character will begin to show in the last three and a half years that is when he will bear his teeth that is when his reign of tyranny will actually begin so he's going to bring a lot of destruction that is the antichrist another thing about the antichrist is that he opposes and exalts himself above god you can find that in second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4. in fact he will claim to be to be god himself this is a character that is full of blasphemy speaking blasphemous things against god he will claim to be god and if he will exalt himself to the position of god and he's more or less ruling the entire earth what it means is that he will suppress any other form of worship including the worship of the almighty god himself all right he said he will have power to work signs and lying wonders so he's not just a politician he is also a spiritualist of a sort you can find that in second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9 lying wonders lying wonders the next thing about him is that he will have power over all nations that means revelations chapter 13 verse 7 i don't know how you know we talk a lot about the the new world order where we have a one world system and i mean the way europe came together they have one currency um what do you call it the in africa too they're trying to do eco there's a cfe and things like that all of these things it's like you know laying the grounds for a, a, if you are going to rule over the world then there must be one government one everything like you control everything from one place and everything that is happening now is more or less laying the grounds and preparing the grounds for this personality to come and rule over the earth 
I don't know whether he'll be like the head of the United Nations or I don't know how it's going to be. As for attempting to identify who the Antichrist is, don't, don't try it. A lot of people have tried it in the past. When Adolf Hitler came, people preached that Adolf Hitler is the Antichrist. Because one of the characteristics of the Antichrist is that he will hate the Jews. And Hitler hated the Jews. He murdered six million of them, scattered all over Europe. People have, have, I mean, all sorts of, I don't even want to mention all the name people. Even now, there's somebody people are suspecting because of something. But don't, don't even attempt it. Because while the church is here, Antichrist cannot do anything. We need to go before the Antichrist can start manifesting his power. Hallelujah. So, Antichrist is also our back case. We'll be out of here before the Antichrist reveals himself maybe the person is alive whatever but he can't do anything so long as you and i are here on earth hallelujah more about the antichrist it says virtually the whole world will worship him so revelation chapter 13 verse 8 will tell us that and then this is a very important part he will make war against the saints revelation 13 7 against the sin so we'll come to the sin so who are who are those things like we are gone but who are who are those things that we are talking about we'll come to that one very soon and then this is a part that is very very important he has a mark that he would demand all to take on the right hand or the forehead that is found in revelation 13 16 to 17 there is a mark so this leader this personality wicked guy with lying signs and wonders there is a mark as to what the mark is we can't tell whether it's a literal mark or it's a chip (laughs) or whatever there is something that will mark people and he would demand that everybody on earth has that mark and According to the scriptures, still Revelation 13, 16 to 17. Without it, you can't do anything. You are as good as useless. You are as good as dead. You can't buy anything. You can't access medical care. If you are sick, you will rot in your home. Even even if you stock food for one year, you will eat and it will get finished. You, You have no purchasing power of any sort. And that is what the mark of the beast is all about as i said it could be anything but whatever it is that identification gives you the right to function on earth the moment you refuse to take it it's like you you have more or less condemned yourself to a certain level of suffering here on earth he has a mark that he would demand everybody to take now the thing about the mark of the beast is that it will not be a subtle thing at all you see, people are talking about a certain vaccine and stuff like that and they want to put a chip and that is the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast will be such that when you are taking it, you know what you are going in for. You know that if I take this thing, I'm declaring my loyalty to this antichrist and I'm openly declaring that I am not for Christ. That is it. it won't be any subtle thing that will smuggle into your system. It is your choice. It is your choice. You take it by choice. And the Bible tells us that the moment you take the mark of the beast, you are doomed. That is it. There is no hope of salvation for you again. The moment you take that mark of the beast, there is no hope of salvation for you again. That is it. So it's a straight choice between being for Christ and going into the lake of fire. It's as simple as that. And that choice will be made clear to everybody. Nobody will sneak the mark into your system and you will not know that you have taken, you will know that you've taken the mark. Hallelujah. So that is it with the mark of the beast. I'll come back to the, to the subject of the mark of the beast very soon. But this is one question we need to ask. Will people be saved during the great tribulation? We've said that those who believe in Christ, those who are called Christians, would have left. There are some who teach that once you miss the rapture, that is it. 
you don't have any hope but when when i read the bible that is not what i see people will be saved during the time of the great tribulation just that there's a difference between the the requirements for salvation pre-tribulation and then post or during the tribulation and i'll explain now before the tribulation which is the period we are in before the rapture what is the requirement for being saved that's why i said it's too simple and people can't believe it's that simple because it is very simple in fact it's supposed to be very 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 complex but somebody made it simple for all of us hallelujah the requirement for salvation pre-rapture is believing in the lord jesus christ believing he's the son of god believing in the fact that by his death he took your place by his suffering and his death he took your place the suffering that you are supposed to suffer the punishment that you are supposed to take believing and trusting in the fact that in his suffering you are exempted from suffering hallelujah that's that's basically the the gospel it's like a substitution thing the punishment that is supposed to come upon us he took it upon himself he says i will take the punishment so that all you have to do is to accept me accept this work that i have done and you will not have to go through that punishment for yourself that is how simple it is one person just decided to stand in for all of us and it sounds so simple that it's like ah come on you know the bible has made it clear we are saved by grace through faith faith is what you believe grace means undeserved favor you are a sinner you are dirty you don't deserve you don't deserve to be saved but because of grace you are saved hallelujah and the faith is believing in the fact that that thing jesus christ did is what has been has been used to substitute that, that that's the substitution that has taken place grace we are saved by grace through faith he said believe in the lord jesus christ and you shall be saved you said, what except a man be born again he shall not enter the kingdom of heaven you believe your spirit man is regenerated and this is the gospel this is this is how simple the gospel is just believe and so the question comes in um let me wade into controversial waters a bit so if i let's say i committed a sin two minutes before the rapture will i go will i be raptured i'll deal with that when i come to judgment <laughs> i'll deal with that when i come to judgment but one thing i can say is that let me give you a, a an analogy and again let me use my son right he's my son he has my dna the fact that he has offended me he's done something wrong doesn't change the fact that he's my son but for that moment me and him will not be fine hallelujah it doesn't change the fact that he's my son this is when you're saying you have to be careful the way you put it otherwise some people will take it as a line saying say i can't sin there are consequences for sin which i'll tell you when i'm dealing with judgment so don't think you can just stay and, and misbehave anyway hallelujah yes so pre rapture salvation believe in the lord believe the fact that this thing that happened is true that he died it's true that he resurrected and that the suffering he suffered by that suffering the substitution has taken place the suffering and the punishment i'm supposed to take he has borne it upon himself and that is what has saved me it's as simple as that but once you miss the rapture i mean can't you see how simple it is that is why you must be saved now because the dynamics will change a bit when the rapture has taken place and the tribulation has kicked in because now it won't be as simple as believing you got the chance to just believe and go and you didn't take it now there is more to it than just believing what is there more to it you have to pay with your own life somebody decided to die for you he said, Charlie, me, I don't like this one. Now, 
you believe yes it is important to believe but you will pay with your own life how either you will be killed by the antichrist and his forces because it, it comes down to a simple thing are you taking the mark or not if you don't want to face those who are forcing the mark on people you have to hide somewhere because you don't have the mark you can't buy food you can't have access to help whatever it is at the end of the day you will die because you can't do anything on earth and that is paying with your own life there are some of them they will annoy the people by the fact that they are not taking the mark and they will be killed and one of the, the methods i'll show you from the scripture one of the methods of killing such people is by them being beheaded they will put people's heads on chopping blocks and the kind of wickedness that will be there in those days i don't think they will give you you see now when they are executing people they will give you tranquilizers and things like that so that it will be as painless as possible they call it lethal injection just give you some injection and it's a combination of sleep it's like you are sleeping by your head no you you will suffer i'm sure the beheading they won't even do it you see if they cut it from the throat in front here you will die faster but if they decide to cut from the back you'll be feeling the pain the sharp knife going through your your cervical spine can you imagine a knife cutting through your spinal cord slowly the collection of nerves there because if they cut from the front, you will die before it gets there. But this one, from the back, maybe even a, a half blunt knife, <laughs> a sharp knife will go faster for you to feel the pain because the wickedness in those days would just be too much. And that is how people are going to die. People will be tortured. Do you want to take the mark? No. Then they'll catch you, break one leg leave you there with a huge swelling if it's your thigh bone they've broken nobody will help you which hospital <laughs> will you go to which surgeon is going to operate on you you'll be there they will torture people and a lot of people will be forced to take it and those who will refuse to take it will pay with their own lives eventually why must you wait for this difficult means when it is simple now somebody said i died i have died i suffered i was beaten i was spat at i am the one who had the nails driven through my palms and all of that you don't have to go through any of these things just accept the fact that i did it for you that is why if you have to give your life to christ it's best to give your life to christ now hallelujah because in those days you will have to pay with your own life let me give you a few a few scriptures to show that certain things are going to happen um revelation chapter 7 let's read from verse 9 to 17 revelation chapter 7 9 to 17 he said after this i beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands next and cried a loud voice saying salvation to our god who seated upon the throne and unto the lamb next and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Next. Saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Next. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? So the verse 14 gives us the answer. And I said unto him, Say, Thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That means there are some who are going to endure. There are some that are going to come out of the great tribulation without taking the mark of the beast. So the argument that nobody can be saved during the tribulation with just the scripture, that argument is, is, is condemned. Let's read revelation chapter 6 
from verse 9 to 11. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. He said, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Next. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? Next. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So there are some who will be killed and then they will go and then they will, they will be asking God for how long? God said, wait, let the rest be killed. <laughs> oh God, it's better to accept Jesus Christ now. Hallelujah. It's better to accept him now. He said, let them also be killed. Let, let, don't worry. You just be, just relax. That's what the Antichrist says, time will come. But let, let them also be killed. So during that period, you, whatever it is, you will pay with your own life. One way or the other, you will pay with your own life. Let's read Revelation chapter 20 verse 4. I'll show you that they, they will behead people. They will cut people's heads off. Revelation chapter 20 verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast. So there will be people who will be beheaded because they refused to worship the beast. Hallelujah. Yeah, so a lot of atrocious things, a lot of serious things are going to happen but people will still be saved. So somebody will ask, how will people be saved during the great tribulation when the church is gone? When the true believers are gone? God being so merciful will make certain arrangements. Hallelujah. So that people can still be saved. I believe one of the main reasons why he makes these arrangements is for the sake of the Jews. You see, God, he really loves the Jews. And up till now, they have not accepted Jesus Christ. And many of them will, will miss the rapture. So he has to put certain things in place so that at least during that period. And you see, some will think after the rapture, everyone else will now believe that then Jesus was the way. No, it's not as simple as that. Look, after the church is gone, the Bible talks about the deception, the kind of deception that will go. A political spin will be put on the rapture. They will find an explanation for it. They will find lies. They will use lies. They will use all sorts of complex scientific explanations. Spontaneous combustion of human molecules. That was an accident that occurred because some meteor went close to the earth and released some radiation and those whose blood group are certain <laughs> were the ones who also interesting spins will be put to it. So it will not be that simple. It's very easy to think, ah, you've seen the heavens open. A trumpet sounding. People floating in the air and going to heaven. That's the time you say, hey, so the Christians were right. No, but it will not be as simple as that. Because deception is going to be at an all-time high. Even right now, there's a lot of deception. Look at these people believing gay. What do you call it? They are deceived, transgender, all sorts of things. When you go to Europe, that's when you see deception. People don't believe in God. They use all sorts of scientific explanations for everything. And even with now, the church is here. Our prayers are working. How much more when we are gone? <laughs> and we are not praying. We are not uh, spirits of deception. They will deceive people. So it will not be that simple. But God still has a plan. Hallelujah. He has plans of how to get people saved during the time of the great tribulation. What are some of these ways in which people will get saved during the great tribulation? Number one, God is going to bring some two people to the earth that the Bible refers to as the two witnesses. God is going to bring them to the earth. And they are going to preach. They are going to speak the word of God. They are going to have access to the whole world. They are going to walk in unusual signs and wonders. 
as the Antichrist is also performing signs and wonders, they are also doing their own. Hallelujah. And there have been a lot of debates as to who these two are. Me, honestly, I don't need to know who they are. The most important thing is that the Bible says they will come. Some believe it's going to be Elijah and Enoch. Because they are the two people in the Bible who didn't see death. So they have to come to earth and experience death. <laughs> so Elijah and Enoch. But a wide majority of people believe it's going to be Moses and Elijah. And when I read these scriptures, you will see why they believe it's Moses and Elijah. Let's read Revelation chapter 11, 3 to 14. Revelation chapter 11, verses 3 to 14. It says, and I will give power unto the two witnesses. So he's talking about those two witnesses now. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's about three and a half years. So during that hard time, they, they will be prophesying. They will be speaking the word of God to people. Next, verse 4. It said, these are the two olive trees and two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. In Zechariah, they talked about some two olive trees. And so go and refer and get your own review. As to is <laughs> said, and if any man will hurt them, that means for the three and a half years, like they will walk in serious power. You can't do anything to them. Antichrist forces and you can't do anything to them. If any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Just say, Ube wu. You, you, they will speak a word and you will die. Just like that. They were carrying so much power. Just two people taking on the dark world. He said, these have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. So you can see why people think it is Elijah. Because in the days of their prophecy, they said they prophesied 1,200, that's like three and a half years. How many years did Elijah shut the heaven? Uh-huh. So it is sounding like Papa Elijah there. So the first one is that they have the power to shut the heavens and it rain not in the days of their prophecy. And have power over waters to turn them to blood. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like Moses? <laughs> and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And so a lot of people believe it's either physical um, Elijah and Moses or people who come in the spirit of Moses and the spirit of Elijah just like John the Baptist we are told came in the spirit of Elijah alright yeah so these are two two powerful people and the proponents of the fact that it's Moses and Elijah also believe that, that that was probably the discussion they had with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration they came to you know have a tete-a-tete that you know you <laughs> Just like me alone, I came to take on the whole world. Now to be the two of you, you see Moses, Elijah, you come in, you know, take take on the whole world. So, as for me, at the end of the day, I don't know. Maybe it's even you, the one listening to me. God will, will see <laughs> that you are you are worthy to come and represent His what do you call it and face the, the entire earth. But who it is or whoever it will be is immaterial. The most important thing is that they are going to come and they are going to speak the word of God. I believe this is one of the, the channels through which God will speak his word. And if just two people are going to reach the whole world, technology, it's not like they are going to walk on their feet and be holding stuff and things like that. No, 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 no. The power of television, the power of the internet, I believe God will give them the resources. Their ministry will have the kind of resources to reach everywhere on earth. Hallelujah. That thing Jesus said that the gospel must be preached everywhere before I come. It's in um, Matthew chapter 24. I told you that when you are reading it, note that for some of the things, he was saying it to the church. For some, he was saying it to the Jews. This thing about the gospel being preached everywhere in the earth before he comes, it is not pre-tribulation. It's not pre-tribulation. It is during the time of the tribulation. It's not pre-tribulation. So the rapture can occur tomorrow. It can occur in the next few minutes. That statement, people use it and it's like, it's comforting that Onyambae. He was addressing the Jews when he was speaking about that thing. That is after, during the tribulation, during the, it's after rapture. The gospel must be preached everywhere before his second coming, which is when now he will come and land on earth. The rapture, he won't land on earth. By his second coming, he will land on um, Mount Olivet or whatever. He will land on earth when he comes 
So when he says the gospel must be preached everywhere, it is not now. He can decide to come tomorrow when even two billion people have not heard the gospel. So let's get this straight. It can be the next minute. It can happen at any time. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes when, when we are reading eschatology and things like that, eh, and we, we don't get the timings of the prophecies right, we can believe the wrong thing and think Jesus is, is coming is far away. The rapture is far. As for the rapture, trust me, even after I finish speaking, it can happen. Hallelujah. The rapture can happen. Hmm. So, these are two witnesses that God is going to use. I believe they're going to have a lot of access to media. They're going to speak to people. They're going to, to, to demonstrate the power of God with great signs and wonders. So quickly, let me tell you what the, the, the two witnesses will do. They'll speak the word of God for three and a half years to the whole world. They'll walk in unusual signs and wonders. They can shut the heavens and cause there to be no rain. They can turn water into blood. And when they have finished their ministry, that is when they are done with everything that they are supposed to do, the Antichrist will kill them. But that is after they are done. Everything I'm seeing here is in Revelation 11, 3 to to 14. So you just go back and, and read everything. When they are done, the Antichrist will kill them. And because they had a lot of opposition, when they are killed, a lot of people around the world will jubilate. And their bodies will be openly displayed for the whole world to see. If you're reading between the lines, you might think that their execution or their killing will probably be live on TV for everybody to see. And for three and a half days, their detractors will be jubilating. Uh-huh. You people, you are saying big, big things. You are condemning the things we do. You are preaching all over. And the people in the world will be jubilating. But you see, God will always have the last laugh. After they had laughed for three and a half days, the Bible said the breath of God came into them and they resurrected right in the full glare of the whole world. And God decided to take them to heaven. Hallelujah. Satan can never have the last laugh. God will always have the last laugh. Hallelujah. Yes, so God will resurrect them after the three and a half days of the mockery and take them to heaven. So when you go back, read Revelation 11, 3 to 14. So that is the first arrangement for people to be saved during the tribulation. The second arrangement is that there will be angels who will proclaim the gospel. Right now, you and I must preach the gospel. Angels will not preach the gospel. But during that time, angels will preach the gospel. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 to 11. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 to 11. He said, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of the heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Next. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Next. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is falling, that great city because she had made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Next. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image. So the beast will be reigning and everything, but these angels will be warning people. I don't know whether they will be flying openly and, and proclaiming for the whole world to hear, or uh, it's our back case, will not be here. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or his hand, Next, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Hallelujah. So they are warning the people. They are preaching the gospel, warning the people that look, this mark that they are taking around, you better not take it. Because the day you take it, you are condemned. And really, if you don't have anybody to tell you, how will you know? Somebody must tell you that this thing they are bringing, this thing they are forcing on you, the moment you take it, you are, you are damned. You are, you are going into the lake of fire. So that is the second arrangement. The third arrangement, I believe, is things like what we are doing now. Broadcasting on the internet. This thing is going to stay 
on the net for years to come. Hallelujah. It is going to stay things like this and they like other messages preached about these times. They are going to be on the net. YouTube. YouTube will be there. It will still be there during those days. Haven't you seen YouTube videos 10 years old and stuff like that? Say, hey, this thing was preached. Some of these things will still be there and people will come across them and they will hear the gospel. Hallelujah. You see, now sharing the gospel in our day is not just about taking a microphone and going around and speaking. Sharing can be just a click on your phone. Like if you share this that I'm preaching right now, you have preached the gospel, you have shared the gospel. Hallelujah. It is that simple. You have shared the gospel. The further these messages go, the more they'll be preserved in the system and the more likely it is that people who will be alive in those days will have access to them for them to make an informed decision not to take the mark of the beast. Because there won't be a lot of people like the, the, the church and things won't, won't be like it is now. Things will change. Things will be different. That's why you, 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 you must have the mentality of spreading the gospel. Because once it's on the net, it's, it's possible it will outlive you, the individual. It is there. So several years from now, or I don't know when, during the time of the tribulation, somebody will go to Facebook and just see lanky, tall, lanky man preaching about the fact that if you take the mark of the beast you are condemned and two minutes after they are at his door will you or will you not it is this word that may save the person hallelujah yeah. that, that is why we, we must take this whole internet don't, it's not just about you know whatsapp and you know status and things and let's spread the gospel through the power of the internet let's spread the gospel Right now, the internet is becoming more powerful than television. Because most people, when they are watching TV, they are on their phone. I believe this is one of the ways God is going to save people. And then to end, the argument that Christians will be part of the great tribulation, as I said in the beginning, is informed by the fact that the Bible talks about tribulations that will come. I want you to understand that there are Christians in other places who are not having things easy like you are having it. They are experiencing their own form of tribulation. Until the lockdown and the restrictions on gatherings, you could go to church, fellowship with people, and not be afraid that a bomb will detonate while you are worshipping. But there are people here on the continent of Africa, just in Nigeria, in northern Nigeria, Every day they decide to meet to worship God is potentially the day they will leave the earth. Because there are some people who have decided that they are fundamentalists and they are extremists and they don't want to tolerate any other religion. There are people who have died. When you have the chance to read the book called Fox's Book of the Martyrs, people who were martyred for Christianity, some of the stories are horrible. A woman who was given the choice renounce Christ or die she had a freshly born baby what they did was they tied the woman to a tree cut off one of her breasts so that she would bleed gradually and right in front of her she had long hair they cut the hair and hanged her baby with the hair just opposite to her they said renounce Christ you can see your baby suffocating dying with your own hair these are things people have gone through in North Korea in places like China right now there is a lot of persecution going on so for some people they are going through tribulation whoever you are listening to me I want to encourage you to appreciate what you have if you can pray freely you can share the gospel freely you can put things on Facebook about Christianity and nobody will come and knock on your door there are countries in this world you can't do that 
The authorities will be at your door the next moment. While you enjoy your freedom, the best you can do is to go on your knees and pray for these people. All sorts of terrorist attacks have been planned against Christians and churches, pastors, missionaries, working in the hinterlands in, in all sorts of places you will never go. I want to encourage you to remember these people in prayers. People in these countries that are suffering. And that is the prayer I want us to pray right now, wherever you are. I believe wherever you are, if we join our hands and our spirits in prayer, the Lord is going to deliver somebody somewhere who has been marked to die prematurely just because they believe in Christ, just because they profess to believe in Christ. Don't take this time of prayer for granted at all because I believe it can stop something. It can change some terrorist's mind. It can cause some terrorists to have a Damascus Road experience like Paul did. Paul was the greatest of all terrorists. He was terrorizing and persecuting believers. But all it took was one encounter with Jesus Christ. You want to pray that Lord, those who have those kinds of mentalities, those who are determined to end Christianity, those who are determined to make Christianity difficult. There, there may be some pastor somewhere, some people are planning to go to attack. Your prayer right now can release angels. Your prayer right now can cause the hand of the Lord to be moved. The Bible says when they took James and they beheaded him and the king saw that the Jews were happy, he sought to kill Peter also but the church prayed. It is the prayer of the saints that will stop the hand of the enemy. It's the prayer of the saints that will end the tribulations in northern Nigeria, in, in certain parts of Africa, in the Middle East. There are places where Christians are being beheaded. ISIS is causing a lot of a lot of harm in places. Yes, now it's not as bad as it used to be, but things are happening in places. It is your prayers, it is your voice that you lift up to God. The Lord release your ministering angels. If people are planning an attack anywhere, let their minds be changed. Just as it said in Revelation chapter 8, Lord, let there be earthquakes, let there be lightnings, let there be thunderings in their meetings and their gatherings confuse their plans of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and pray for strength for these Christians to be able to endure even right unto the end in the name of Jesus pray for supernatural deliverance for them pray for supernatural escapes for them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God where they are surrounded may the Lord make a way where there seems to be no way where people have to make difficult choices may they not make the wrong choice in the name of Jesus to that missionary who has sacrificed his whole life and his livelihood just to get some soul saved Lord protect that person and also thank God for the missionaries of old who risked their lives to bring us the gospel here in Africa the Presbyterian missionaries the Methodist missionaries those people who risked the effect of the proboscis of the mosquito to give them malaria which will kill them we are told that some of them when they were coming packed their clothes into coffins because they knew they were going to die that was how passionate they were about the gospel ask yourself am i that passionate about getting people saved pray that lord give me that passion give me that passion to see people saved in the name of jesus christ of nazareth you have heard about the great tribulation how bad it will be i don't think you want any family member of yours to go through this I don't think you want any loved one of yours to go through this pray for the zeal and the courage to evangelize unto people the zeal and the courage to speak to people about Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus if you are listening to me anywhere you have not given your life to Christ you are not sure that if the rapture should occur the next minute you'll be caught up with the Lord or you are not sure that if you should die the next minute you will be with the Lord while I was speaking I said Jesus Christ made a very simple offer to us to take our place that we might not suffer if you are here you want to accept Jesus or you are listening to me you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior just say this prayer after me after this prayer salvation is your portion you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light by saying this prayer, every wrong thing you've done is forgiven, forgotten, blotted away, 
by the blood of Jesus. And most importantly, the Spirit of God comes to dwell within you. Say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died and he rose on the third day. I believe that by his death and his suffering, my sins are forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Say tonight, I eschew sin and I reject Satan and all his works. I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you, Lord, that my name is written in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I want you to pray for yourself. Pray for the zeal to speak the word of God to somebody. Pray for that burden for lost souls to come upon you. It is the most important thing in Christianity. It's more important than having riches. It's more important than having wealth. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? That scripture means that the soul of one man is worth more than all the riches of the world put together. You want to pray that, Lord, give me that zeal. And you want to pray that God will give you the strength to stand your ground and to stand for him. Whenever or wherever you find yourself having to make a choice, Maybe it may not be a situation where a gun is being pointed at your head. But maybe at your workplace, with your friends. There are things for which you need to take a stand for. But sometimes we are shy to stand for what we believe in. We want to pray that, Lord, give me the strength. Give me the strength. Even at the point of death, may I be able to stand for what I believe in. Just lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Just lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Strength to stand for what we believe in. A lot of times we are shy. We, we pray that the spirit of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will come upon us. These boys were not just facing friends. They were facing an entire nation with a dictator as a, 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 a king, a wicked king. Yet they were able to stand and refuse to bow to the image. And God, who stands up for his children, came through for them in a fiery furnace. You want to pray the Lord, give me the strength. Give me the grace. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for this word. We pray that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits. That at the end of the day, we shall be doers of your word and not listeners only. Father, with one accord, we pray for your children scattered across the world who are going through their own form of tribulation. Pray that your Holy Spirit will give them the strength to endure. We pray that you give them the tenacity of purpose and the willpower to stand for that which is right in the name of Jesus. The word says, for this reason, the Son of God was revealed that he may destroy the works of the enemy. And Jesus, when you were going, you said, just as the Father sent me, so sent are you. That means we as Christians are also mandated to destroy the works of the enemy. We stand with one voice and we come against any workings of the enemy, against any Christians scattered across the world. We pray that the Holy Spirit shall intervene. We pray that you release your ministering angels to stop terrorists and killers and, and assassins in their tracks in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Where there is oppression, Lord, let there be freedom in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Thank you, Lord, for all those missionaries, the people who have sacrificed their lives in the hinterlands, in the nooks and the crannies, the corners of the earth and are winning souls for you we pray for divine strength we pray that anointing upon their lives increase thank you lord for answered prayer to glory father to glory son to glory holy spirit forever O lord thy word is settled in heaven in jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving amen i have heard how christians Long ago Were brought before A tyrant's throne They were told That he would Spare their lives If they would renounce 
the name of Christ But one by one They chose to die The Son of God They would not deny Like a great angelic Choir sings I can almost hear their voices ring. I pledge allegiance to with all my strength, with all my, with all I am. I will seek to honor. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. I pledge, I pledge allegiance to you with all my strength and with all I am. And I will seek to honor I pledge allegiance, I pledge allegiance to by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.